KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Wednesday, April 19th. Guidance on COVID vaccines is being updated. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. An ordinance to strengthen renter protections in the city of San Diego will go before the city council next week. Mayor Todd Gloria and City Council President Sean Ila Rivera released a draft of the ordinance yesterday. Since March of last year, more people have become homeless each month than those rehoused. Gloria says the ordinance would address that reality. It would require landlords to pay tenants two months' rent if they are evicted at no fault of their own. Three months would be required for tenants who are senior citizens or disabled. Republicans blocked a request from Democrats yesterday to replace Senator Dianne Feinstein on the Judiciary Committee. Without Feinstein on the committee, the Dems lose their one-seat majority. That means they can only move federal court nominees who have bipartisan support to the Senate floor. Feinstein asked last week to be temporarily replaced on the committee while she recovers from shingles. She's been out since February and has faced calls to resign. Nearly 2,000 Southwest flights nationwide were delayed yesterday after a technical issue caused planes to be grounded briefly. Southwest said it was caused by a computer firewall failure. At San Diego International, six flights were canceled and more than 100 flights were delayed. Janet Webb was among those with a flight delay. Now it's over an hour, and I have a connecting flight in Sacramento, so I'm kind of worried about whether I'm going to make it. Webb was hesitant to fly with Southwest because back in December, a computer system meltdown grounded many of Southwest's planes for days. Experts say yesterday's issue was minor, but it adds to the erosion of Southwest's image. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Federal health authorities are working to simplify COVID vaccination recommendations. Health reporter Matt Hoffman says if you're older than 65 or are immunocompromised, you may soon be eligible to get a second dose of the updated boosters. The FDA says most people who are vaccinated but haven't gotten the updated bivalent vaccines can get a single dose. Those 65 and older will soon be able to get an additional booster at least four months after their first. And those who are immunocompromised can get another booster at least two months after their first. The guidance is pending CDC approval, which could come later this week. Health officials say the updated vaccines don't prevent infections, but they will reduce risk post-infection. Dr. Francesca Torriani from UC San Diego Health says the FDA is moving to make the COVID vaccine rollout similar to the flu. Basically make this a seasonal vaccine. 
The FDA says almost all Americans five and older have some protection from COVID, either from previous vaccinations or infections. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. Two deadly collisions involving Navy surface ships in 2017 sparked sweeping changes in the way the Navy trains sailors who pilot and crew those ships. Recent investigations found stress and mental health challenges also contributed. Military reporter Andrew Dyer recently visited with sailors on base to get the latest. The waterfront at Naval Base San Diego is busy as sailors navigate between hulking grave warships. Amphibious big decks, littoral combat ships, and destroyers are moored one after the other. Their masts form their own kind of skyline juxtaposed to the high-rises of nearby downtown San Diego. Last October, the Navy opened its embedded mental health clinic just steps away from these very warships. The clinic is run by Naval Surface Force Pacific and serves the sailors stationed aboard the 51 Surface Force vessels that are based in San Diego. We have uh, approximately 20 providers, psychiatrists, psychologists, nurse practitioners, social workers, as well as enlisted behavioral health technicians that directly serve the mental health needs of the surface Navy here in San Diego. Navy Captain Tara Smith is the mental health officer for the surface force in San Diego. She says life aboard Navy ships creates unique stressors for sailors, such as long working hours and the need to constantly navigate tight spaces. It's noisy. You don't see the sunlight all day unless you're working outside on the flight deck. Um, you have artificial lighting all day. There aren't windows. Last year, a Navy investigation into a cluster of suicides on the aircraft carrier George Washington, based in Norfolk, Virginia, found the Navy's mental health services lacking amid a shortage of providers nationwide. Although the probe found the suicides were not connected, it did find that working conditions on the ship played a role in one of three deaths that occurred within a week of one another. The ship is in the midst of an extended midlife refueling of its nuclear reactors that began in 2017. I think that George Washington was unfortunate, but it certainly wasn't the first time in our military or our country where we've had contagion. Contagion, as Smith explains, is when one person's suicide may lead to other attempts. But it's not a uniquely military issue that we are somehow failing at the problem of suicide. There is a nationwide challenge with suicide right now. You know, we take sailors from around the planet. They don't even have to be citizens of our country to join. And we take them away from their families, areas that they're really intimately familiar with. That's Force Master Chief Greg Carlson, the senior enlisted sailor for the entire surface fleet. Smith says the most common mental health diagnosis for sailors is adjustment disorder caused by all the stressors of their completely different lifestyles. The Navy's a tough adjustment. It's a, it's a rude awakening uh, when maybe you've never been held accountable before and someone is saying you're late to work and here are the consequences, and that's, that's eye-opening. Another way the surface Navy says it's working to help sailors is a new initiative to station chaplains aboard its destroyers. While chaplains primarily manage religious ministry programs, they also provide confidential counseling to sailors, according to Force Chaplain Captain Richard Ryan. We're able to see them as often as they want to be seen and help them through these issues. Last year, chaplains visiting destroyers without full-time chaplains saw fewer than three sailors a month for counseling. Ryan says that on destroyers with full-time chaplains, they saw an average of 31 a month. 
On the waterfront, sailors say news about the resources available has reached them on the deck plates. Petty Officer 3rd Class Dasha Chupp is a boatswain's mate on the amphibious transport dock Somerset. She's been in the Navy three years and says the service's attitude toward mental health has changed. They communicate more now and they make it known that we can go to them or other people if they need to. Ryan says 29 destroyers now have full-time chaplains on board, with the rest getting them over the next two years. Andrew Dyer, KPBS News. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide, you can call or text 988 or go to 988lifeline.org for an online chat option. Coming up, student workers at CSUs want to unionize. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. San Diego County Public Defender Randy Mize announced his pending retirement Monday in an email to employees. The announcement follows allegations of discrimination in his office. Investigative reporter Amitha Sharma has more. Mice's decision to retire comes after millions in payouts by the county related to wrongful termination lawsuits filed by former deputy public defenders. In January, a jury awarded $2.6 million to a former deputy public defender who was gay for discrimination and retaliation. During that trial, Mize testified he knew that an HR investigative report contained false statements by his supervisors but signed it anyway. In February, the county paid $900,000 to settle a lawsuit from another ex-deputy public defender who alleged retaliation for her social justice work. An outside law firm is currently investigating multiple complaints of a pattern of discrimination and retaliation in the office under Mises' leadership. KPBS obtained a copy of Mises' resignation letter in which he wrote that, quote, it never feels like the right time to exit, but now feels damn close. Amitha Sharma, KPBS News. Mai said in his letter he will retire in mid-June. County spokespeople have not confirmed his exit. Cal State student workers with non-academic jobs are moving forward with plans to unionize. Here's education reporter M.G. Perez with the story. There are 10,000 student assistants with non-academic jobs across the California State University system. They do support work like library assistants, clerical, and dorm residency advising. They also make minimum wage with no paid time off or sick leave. Catherine Hutchinson is president of the CSU Employees Union. The student workers are hoping to join someday soon. Their employer is a public university charged with opening doors for California 
Californians of limited means through education. Joining together in union is the only pathway these students have to gain a voice at the CSU. The student group has submitted 4,000 signatures from their members to the Public Employment Relations Board in Sacramento, also known as PERB, which will ultimately decide whether they meet the threshold for a union vote. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Wednesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.